place. Man, listen, it. listen. You asked me, you asked me some questions in this interview that most people don't know about me, but I could share this, you know, on, on a, in a public forum. So normally, <laughs> this is private conversation talk, right? Like the streets taught me something that I think was so invaluable, and I and, and I think that if people could understand this principle, when I used to have, when you, when I borrowed something on the street or had something fronted to me, yeah. it doesn't matter what it, it doesn't matter what it was. It could have been money. It could have been uh, something that I need. It, it doesn't matter what it was. Right. It always came at a very high interest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it was always like overly expensive. Yeah. Right. And we would have to operate within these conditions. And that was all we knew because those were the only people who were willing to do business with us. Right. Right. Sure. Yeah. But once I started learning what these finance companies and banks and, and different entities willing to offer me and the interest rates they'll give me if I just had my paperwork in order. Man, I was like, this is a joke. <laughs> Take the street knowledge. This is a probably, joke yeah. because yeah. it's yeah. like, yo, I would have to pay. So much more, more out here. Out here. Yeah. And you guys, like, I'll give you a real life example. So as the ducks come in and enter the water and make some noise and go by, this is perfect because ducks swim and they glide, but below water, they paddling like hell. What was the moment in your life? There's several probably, but give me one thing, yeah. the biggest thing in life that you had to overcome. And now that you're sitting here, how did you overcome it? Man, I think I think uh, battling the justice system. Wow. As a as a kid, man, I think that was probably the biggest challenge I, ha I faced. You know, actually, uh, I had some great successes in business very early on. You know, when we met, I was a teenager. You know, I was like mm -hmm. 19, 20, but I was also simultaneously having uh, challenges with the court system. You know, when I was before I graduated high school, I had multiple felonies pending. Wow. You know, and I, I, I didn't go to court for him until I was 21. So, I, you know, I was dealing with, you know, having the pressure of knowing in the back of my mind that I have to deal with this, not knowing what to expect. Right. But still expecting to perform at a very high level, you know, because I had, you know, my biggest success in network marketing when I was uh, 19, 20 years old. You know, so I was dealing with that simultaneously. And it, it was it was very challenging because I kept it to myself. Right. You know, like I, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, most people watching this probably don't. Know that, right. <laughs> okay. like, as a matter of fact, like one of my closest associates, he didn't learn about it until I overcame it. You know, and, and I heard this before, man. Uh, if you talk about what you're going through while you're going through it. Mm. It's complaining, mm. but after you get through it, it's a testimony. Gotcha. So, so now I talk about it more openly because you know I was able to overcome it completely. Absolutely, and it didn't it didn't really destroy my life. And it was actually one of those things that you know now I think about it in hindsight helped me out a lot. That's deep, Shaq. It, yeah, man. Man, listen, you, we're you're coming in hard. We're you're gonna talk about hard. how you got through it, man. Okay. Welcome to another episode of the Instincts Podcast. Sure. I got Shaquille Wiggins with me, young up and coming entrepreneur. He told you half the story, but man, I can't wait to actually get into it, man. Yeah. Look, this whole show is sponsored by Monetize Your Message. Why is that important? We show you how to take your trials and tribulations in life and turn them into celebrations. This man is a walking testament, man. You all know this, man. I got a lot of respect for you, man. Man, I appreciate it. I got you. a lot the of respect is for you. Yeah, yeah. We don't talk a whole lot, yeah. but when we do, we always share ideas. I learn from sure. you when you ain't even don't even know it. Like, I yeah. just learned that I need to know what size this is. Yeah, and for I, sure, right? <laughs> I like, when I saw this thing, I said, oh, yeah, this is oh, going yeah. on the podcast. On the, the podcast, podcast, podcast sure. so I need to know what size that is. Yeah. But, man, so you just talked about, um, that was dope. When you're going through it and you talk mm -hmm. about it, you're complaining. But right. afterwards, it's a testimony. For sure. Before we get into the whatever details of that you can talk about, mm -hmm. 
How did you stay focused on business knowing that maybe time, I'm assuming maybe some time was pending or maybe mm-hmm. some time could have happened or mm-hmm. how did you stay focused through it? Because you got a lot of people watching right now, man, that right. are going through something and they're letting that something keep them from moving. Right. Uh, actually, man, it, it, it had the exact opposite effect. When I got initially caught up in this situation, uh, obviously as a kid, you know, I'm like, this happened when I was like 17. Okay. You know, so, you know, I did have a little time, but I knew I had to do something dramatic with my life to, to give it a complete 180. Gotcha. Right? So it pushed me into this all work, no play mode. You know, I didn't really, I didn't really do a lot of the things that my, my peers were into, like going, going out, celebrating, having mm. fun. I didn't have time for that because in my mind, you might have I to might have to go do some time for real. <laughs> right? So so when, I gotta put some stuff in order. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was my mindset. It was like, okay, I got an opportunity. This opportunity has legs. I could actually make a significant amount. I'm gonna press this button until the button break. Gotcha. And and gotcha. that was one of my main focuses. And nobody really knew my motive, but that, that didn't matter. Everybody around me at the time was just respecting my work ethic. Gotcha. And I was going with that, you know, yeah, I'm the guy yeah. who used to work here to, you know, to this assess. And I and I never attempted to use what I was going through because, you know, at the time I thought it could hurt me. Gotcha. Now, before we dive into it, can you talk about it? Not oh, yeah. now. We can. For sure. Everything's sure. free and clear. Okay. Absolutely. Because I do remember this part of your story. We're going to yeah. go through whatever it was. Right. But you actually started off at Chipotle. Yeah, I worked, Chipotle? At, I worked at Chipotle. Were you at Chipotle when this was happening? No, no, actually, I got that job afterwards. I got okay, that job afterwards, oh, man. Okay. I, this happened when I was still in high school. I didn't get the job at Chipotle till I was 18, about to be 19. I only worked there for a few months. Gotcha. Okay, so we might as well talk about this. What is the okay. this? What happened? Man, so I was in just with the wrong crowd, uh, trying to get, trying to figure out how to get out from poverty, right? Gotcha. That's really what it gotcha. was. You know, we weren't around a lot of great ideas. We were around, you know, a lot of people who were hungry, passionate people. And, uh, man, we just got into doing stuff and we didn't have any business. Gotcha. You know, uh, gotcha. just to be more specific, you know, uh, the charges that I was dealing with when I was uh, 17 was forgery in the second degree. Uh, mm-hmm. I got uh, uh, robbery with a dangerous weapon, conspiracy to commit robbery. And, uh, yeah, man, it was supposed to be some assault charges up there, but it never it never hit my, <laughs> hit my name. <laughs> You know, but yeah. Dang, really? Yeah, man. Super so, serious. thank God you that it Super didn't serious. jump off, man. And if, only if you knew the half. Yeah. If you knew the half, bro, you would probably think this was like a, a fairy tale story. It was crazy. Uh, uh, okay, so I mean, we're on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Give me half of the half. Okay, I cool. I mean, stick up kid or, or so, robbing houses, robbing people. Man, was, listen. was it? Did you get caught up as in this isn't fair? Was it me or was it you? <laughs> so, so. <laughs> I've had some situations where I've been caught if it wasn't me, but not this situation. Okay. This situation was unfortunate because, you know, we both parties was in the wrong and it, and we were we were the type we didn't we didn't talk to authorities in any capacity. Gotcha. So it just put us in a real awkward situation. Um, we we used to be into a lot of stuff, like a lot of stuff that we didn't get caught for. So so I could talk about this one because first of all it's over. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, we was we was taking people's stuff like we had weapons like we weren't attempting to hurt people but we needed what we thought that's what we needed to do in order to survive that's crazy. you know it was it was a it was a crazy time you know it wasn't i wasn't attempting to use violence or force but you know i wasn't going not defend myself i was i was in the position to have to defend myself that's what i'm gonna do gotcha wrong or right wrong that's or just, right wrong that's or just right. what my mindset was at that time now how'd you grow up you let everybody know this is viewed everywhere what city absolutely so the south side of atlanta okay. uh clayton county 
uh, Morrow, right. Jonesboro, gotcha. that area. Got you. And Not too far from here, actually. How did you get caught up in, did, were you raised, like, at what point do you say, I got to go and get this pistol, I got to go and do what I got to do? Did you ask some OGs that kind of showed you the way? Were you hanging around people your age and you mm-hmm. thought that that was the only thing you could do? Right. How do you go to a point where you got to grab the pistol and say, I'm going to take something from somebody? What's okay, so we weren't, first of all, let me say this. We weren't doing anything forceful. Like, we just had, we, we just had the weapons just in case. There's but no what weapon. we were doing went sideways. Uh, so I never had, you know, in my mind that, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm ready to just hurt people and take their stuff. That wasn't, right. that wasn't my MO. It's never been my MO. But uh, I'll say this. I think uh, a lot of my peers were older than me. Like, I, I was always a leader, you know. So even that's though I was the youngest when I met in you, the that's group, a fact. even though I was the youngest in the group, everybody around me was much, uh, a few years older, if not much older, you know, full-blown grown people, 30, whatever the case, like we, that's that's just, and you the the man with the plan, (laughs) (laughs) that's how it's always been, you know, and I think they were always, they always had that mindset to be on that side of the tracks, and I was kind of the, the person who kept them, you know, from being all the way over there, and then eventually, you know, my environment got the best of me, you know, I stopped being all the way on the right side to, you know what, we really don't have much do <laughs> right? <laughs> right i started selling myself on some of the things i knew they were with got you and eventually you. man once the leader go all the way all the way left then that's just where we are got you know you. like i mean like, kept it well, well, exactly that's exactly it it, 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 it it got bigger like it, it got out of control so you know? let so. me ask you so to so the kids watching and i love this line from ti for sure no no way should my reflection be mistaken for glorification Oh, yeah, absolutely. So we ain't glorifying this at all. So no. the kids watching, Listen. how did you get caught when them charges came? Mm-hmm. And so, so at some point, something went left. Oh, how did yeah. you get caught? Like, you probably got away with a lot, but at yeah, some point, sure. it, it comes to an end. Absolutely. What happened the day you got caught? Man, it, it just, the, the situation was, we just ran into some people who were, who was just as, I guess, grimy, the only way I could put it, gotcha. as we are, gotcha. as, as we were. And it went all the way left. Like, it got a little violent. Wow. And uh, just based on that, you know, a, a undercover, a, a off-duty undercover officer. He was, he was, he was undercover when he was on duty, but he was off-duty. <laughs> so it wasn't <laughs> even, it wasn't even on the clock. It wasn't yeah. exactly. Right, he witnessed right. the whole scenario. You know, wow. like I said, freeze. I know you're enjoying the webisode. We're gonna get right back to it. I gotta pay some bills. This segment has been sponsored by Monetize Your Message. Here's my belief: Why aren't you turning your trials and tribulations into celebrations? After 25 years of being on stages all over the world, I can show you how to formulate, market, and monetize your story and everything you've been through and help thousands of people. Do me a favor. Go to howtomonetizeyourmessage.com because your story belongs to you, but your message belongs to the world. Now enjoy the remainder of the episode. You know, I, I did, we definitely had, you know, some things going on we shouldn't have at that age especially. And, uh, you know, it was a full-blown assault. Get so, out. so just based on that, they witnessed that, you know, we were leaving my tire blue on the way leaving because of how I left. And, uh, you peeling out. Yeah, that yeah. was basically it. The tire blue. And while we were trying to get that rectified, they oh. pulled up on us. Get out of here. And that man. changed my life, man. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah, because if you keep going, it only leads one way. Man, and we listen, know, and we listen. Know and I've, and I've had, a, a, I've had enough close experiences to, you would think, stop prior right. to that. Right. But, until something really happens, I, I don't know. I think I think uh, you just lean on that if that's the mindset you're in. Exactly. Yeah. If, especially if you don't see another way. For sure. So eventually you saw another way. Let them know yeah. what you're doing now. 
For Entrepreneur sure. extraordinaire. Let them know for what you're sure. doing now. What kind of business? Mm-hmm. And, it, and it will work backwards and talk about how you got into for sure. it. What you do now? For sure. So I have a funding company. Uh, we work with people per, people and, and businesses where okay. we help them develop their, their company, their business, their, their, their personal name so they can actually get funding from that and leverage that funding for income-producing assets. That's what we focus okay. on. Okay, you know, now so I, I consider myself a pretty smart guy. Okay. Okay, let's okay. talk layman terms. Okay. Funding actually from sure. banks to help them pursue, to help them jumpstart their business? In any type of uh, funding company. So it could be a traditional bank. It could be a non-traditional funding. It could okay. be a finance company. It could be any type of financing that they can get their hands on. Most of the time it's non-traditional, especially for a person who's just starting off. So, gotcha. you know, we could do anything from getting you different credit cards, showing you how to take those cards and liquidate them and then use that money for, you zero, with 0% interest, use that money for assets that's going to produce a lot more than what you owe the financial institution. Oh, so that's what we focus on. So when I say I got a credit company, I, I hate saying that because yeah, it's people, assume, people assume, oh, oh, I know what you do. I fix oh, credit. you fix credit. Nah. Oh, you're going to help me go from this score to that score. It's like, no, it's not limited that's to not that. That's what it is. You know, so if you, look at, if you look at, like, we work it backwards. Like, what's the end game? The end game is to live different. Right. To be different. Right. Right. So how do we get there? Well, your credit, your credit. I think credit is the way any average or any person who may be not a Brian Bean, because, you know, you're amazing. You've been accomplishing, you know, so <laughs> much you. over the years. Right. 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 Or, or or even to me, That's for that a, matter. Yeah, right. Because I've been able to accomplish a lot in uh, in the so sales space. Right. So exactly. Young, yeah. But I realized just by being me. That is hard to create people like me. Right. You know, so right. so right. I started to think like, well, what can a person do that may not necessarily have the uh, sales experience or the, or, the, or the mindset or the gut to go for sales? Well, if they accumulated a lot of resources or a, a good amount of resources at one time, you could leverage those resources to get interest on it. The right. interest, the, the interest, and when you start compounding the interest, you understand compound interest That's as right. an entrepreneur. That's right. When you start compounding the interest, it can change everything. You know, and once I understood compound interest personally, Man, it changed my life. Like the eighth wonder of the world. Man, that's the exactly eighth wonder right. of the world. Okay, so who's your ideal client? Come to me. We're, we're going. We got to plug your website, mm-hmm. your Instagram. All For sure. We're going. We're doing that. But okay, who comes to see you? Mm-hmm. And what do they need? Not like paperwork and stuff, but right. Like, what situation am I in that you can fix? Okay, so if you're a person who have your finances in order, maybe you got a really great job, your credit score is intact. Like, we can help you put put together a plan where we can secure you funding and match you with an asset that works for you. Got you. Right. So gotcha. the ideal person is somebody who obviously understands. Okay, my credit is here. What okay. can we do? Got you. Right. If you're there, day one, that's my ideal client. Got you. So, okay, what's the name of the company? What's the website first? CreditSharks.com. Uh, Credit Sharks, that's the name of the company. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay, so Pretty much it. so people get it misconstrued because mm-hmm. it has the word credit in it. Absolutely. Right. So in retrospect, Absolutely. so help people understand, like in retrospect, mm-hmm. it's, it's not in retrospect. Is credit a part of it? Let them absolutely. know. Let's clear up some. Let's clear up some misconceptions. Absolutely. Do they need good credit to see you? No, absolutely not. See, okay. and that's the reason why I call the company Credit Shark. That's why we focus on what we focus on because we can take a person. You say ideal, right. so, but we can take a person who's not necessarily in the ideal scenario and enhance them so their scenario can become ideal. So we do all that in-house. So we don't turn away a person just because they're not where, you know, we would like them to be day one gotcha. for us to be able to show them our services immediately. But we can help a person get in that position. And we do all of that in-house. Gotcha. 
Got you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, when I look at your Instagram and I see Shaq the Shark, mm-hmm. right? Right. You know, you're doing like a play on Shark Tank. Uh, is, is some? Is, do you do anything? Like I saw <laughs> no. something. Yeah. So, so Shaq the Shark is is a play on Credit Shark, right? <laughs> right, right exactly. So, so Credit Sharks is my only only company. You know, I started once I started the, the brand Credit Sharks. I realized I'm like, man, you know what? Sharks, sharks are like the top of the food chain. When you think of a shark, you think of somebody who's on the top of their game, top of the food chain, Shark Tank. Right. You know, you're thinking the most elite, successful. Aggressive. Right. So exactly. So so I just thought, you know what? Credit Sharks is super dope. That was the first company I came with, first brand I came up with. But we got econ sharks rental sharks we got the airbnbs we got the cars that we rent so it's only right i'm shack i'm a shark shack the shark there you go okay hold on, hold on, <laughs> there hold you go hold man time out time out time out this brother said <laughs> there you go that ain't the only thing I oh yeah do. that ain't it that ain't right, it right, because so you gotta think bring, about it uh-huh. if i'm if i'm helping people secure assets if i don't have any that's kind of that's kind of backwards. Oh no, yeah, you got you. You are an embodiment of the product. Man, I mean, listen, you are a walking testimony. I did it. I did it for myself first. I didn't. I didn't offer anybody any services or try to sell anything that I didn't do for myself. Right. My credit score used to be in the five hundreds. Right. <laughs> Even when I was on top of my game, I'm making nineteen, twenty thousand a month. I'm twenty years old, and my credit score was it was, was embarrassing. Problem. I didn't want to talk about it. It's like run my credit. <laughs> Nah, I got cash. Now I got cash. Right, Let me right, pay right, for this. Right. And, and I realized, man, right. that don't matter how much money you make. If you don't have credit, they, they like you'll realize how little you have, <laughs> right? It's like I'm making, right. I'm making, I'm in my mind. Well, at least this is what everybody's telling me. Like, yo, you on top of the world. Right. You're making five figures a month, and you still almost a teenager, right? right? And and I go to the car dealership. I go to, you know, I go get a nice place, and it's like, they, they want all the money. Yep, like, yep, I, can barely, I can barely do anything. That's so, crazy. So, I, man, I started paying everybody and their mama to fix my credit. Right, got Like, you. literally. Like, you name the company. <laughs> you didn't try it. I was a client, right? <laughs> and nothing worked for me. Okay. Nothing. Nobody. They like, didn't do it? I even, man, listen, I was an I was a, a owner. of, of uh, I had uh, equity in a company that did credit, and they still couldn't get my credit together. <laughs> Listen. I think I knew about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew you would I knew you would enjoy that probably more than our viewers, right? So so I just decided, man, you know they what? Fix I'm about to start I'm about to start paying people. I'm about to start paying people to teach me. Instead of paying people to do it for me, let me just pay people to show me what they know or what they're doing. Got you. And eventually, man, I came across a formula that took my credit score from like a 525 to a 790. Quick tip. What's what's one of the first things a person can do on their own to fix their credit? Man, listen. One or two tips. Listen. Dispute, dispute, dispute. Get some letters, dispute it. It's a process. Right. Now, I learned how to be super aggressive with that process, but it's definitely a process. I was running through the process for a long time before it just clicked. Right? But just do it. And I'm telling you, like, it might sound repetitive. It might sound redundant, but it works. It works. It works. Okay. So let's go through some of the other entities real quick. Mm-hmm. I heard the car game. I heard mm-hmm. Airbnb. Rental Shark. What you think about it? Do I have some potential here at Being Acres, man? Man, come on, Airbnb man. Airbnb is pop- I've, been, I've been inspired, man. <laughs> listen, that's why I... I listen. This is my first one. Listen, I'm, I'm inspired. I'm, I'm excited for you and for myself because yes, of how you inspired me. Yeah. Right? So I'm definitely looking. Like, I even driving here, I saw a couple of signs. I'm like, oh, hold up now. Come on, man. Me, me and me and Mr. Being Acres about to be neighbors. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. I saw yeah. that. Man, I, listen, saw that. Yeah. I took a couple pictures of the signs. Yeah. So, so you man. got my you got my radar open to, for that. For that. And that's what it's all about, man. Mm-hmm. I love inspiring you guys. You're so young, man. Tell me about how old you are, man. man I'm 28 now. Come on, man. Yeah, man. It's been a while, right? <laughs> it's been it's crazy, right? Shaq, you're 28. 
That's how Tom do. That's I knew I was like, going to mess you up when I said that. <laughs> oh, oh, you, yeah, he's saying it like, I'm 28 now, like he's much older. Shaq, you were 19 when I met you. Man, but listen, that was, that was like yesterday. That was like At least yesterday. it felt like it, right? Man, that's dope. Man, I'm thinking, you ain't nowhere near 40. Shaq, you got so much potential. So, Thank you, man. So Airbnb, mm-hmm. let's break it down. What do you do? Let's talk about the Airbnb first. I'm about to learn something now. Okay. I'm going to take you into the house so you can see what I need to fix up. For sure. What's some tips for Airbnbers? What do you help them do on that, on that aspect? So, so if a person wanted to get an Airbnb, it's all about how. You know, like you got people who want to do it the way you're talking about, which is ownership. Mm-hmm. But you can obviously purchase a property or own the property and you can do whatever you please because you're the owner. But you could also lease and sublease. Right. Gotcha. Like you can do it's a lot of ways that you can to go about in. it. You can take over other people's leases like people get evicted all the time. Right. If you're aware or if you communicate with enough people and you know what's going on, you can get, take over and potentially have the app create more money than what they owe and have no money in outside of furniture. So what about so does the leasee or is it the lease or the, the real person? Mm hmm. Like in my neighborhood, you know, we got the covenants and stuff right. where, where, I, where I actually reside. Right. They ain't letting that Airbnb stuff oh, happen. Yeah, so it only sure. can happen where they're allowing it, I guess. For sure. Well, or is it on the. Is it on the you know, <laughs> it's like, I mean, it, it, I'm just I'm just going to be candid. Right, right, right. right. So, so yeah, like you could definitely, man, listen, if you create, I think, I think one of the biggest issues and the reason why a lot of companies and communities have problem with Airbnbs is because most people don't have a systematic approach to how they do it. So they you just know, bring so, them in. So they it, just it bring them. Good. It's yeah. like it's just like the wild, wild west. Gotcha. You. you know, so gotcha. if if you can figure out a strategic way to make sure your operation is super systematic, how how would anybody know what you're doing? Gotcha. Regardless of what the scenario is. Gotcha. Like realistically, like I'm here right now. You can fly below the radar. Man, listen, it's so easy to do. Because the lady next to me, man, traffic was just coming and going. Man, the radar, the neighborhood knew that she had to be Airbnb. For sure. And it ain't allowed where I live. For sure. So you got to be strategic. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You definitely do. Like, I mean, obviously some, some scenarios are different than others, but I'll give you my personal scenarios. Like I have an Airbnb in the building that was cool with it at first but then they switched management and now it's like it's not tolerated on any on any level and i still been operating for the last past few months you know and and i have had no complaints no issues whatsoever because my system been so tight for so long right that a guest when they come it's they they can do it's but so much wiggle room gotcha it's like they got to do exactly how i instructed i have videos i have uh instructions uh verbally like with that we text out right. so it's like a person can do but so much outside man, of what we instructed them to do i need to get with you yeah let me tell you something i turned this house that was a trash yeah into a nice little spot right right man and my friends will tell you when the, the first time I put it on Airbnb, man, my, I, I ain't even sleep good. I was like, y'all better not tear my place up, man. I, it I better look exactly like it was when I got it. Mm-hmm. I was so nervous. It was like I right. had this baby that I had to just kind of let go. Right. And I yeah. beautified it and everything. Right. And boy, my heart for the first. Now that I made some money right. and a few for people sure. stay, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. But what, like, sure. what's your biggest tip? For Airbnb host, right? For sure. To make sure your place stay intact. Man, listen. First of all, Airbnb got you covered. Airbnb got your back. Okay. Right. You you got to trust that, and it's just like any other merchandise that you sell, or lease, or you Things you can't happen. you can't you can't be in love with it. You know, if you love the thing, it's never going to be good for business. Right, like okay. you have to be detached from your pro- like you want the person that is experiencing it to love it. To love it, right? But if you love it, 
You know, it's almost like being a car salesman, but you, but you, but you love the car yourself. It's like it's you your car. It gotcha. You can't sell it. Gotcha. It's like gotcha. you can't allow nobody to test drive it. You can't allow <laughs> nobody to do anything with it because right. you too in love with it. So as a business person, I just learned to n- not be attached to things gotcha. in any capacity. Like sometimes in my personal life, it's like, yeah, I got this. This is a car right here. It's great, but ah, it's just a car. It's just a car. Yeah. You know, Man, so. my son last month. You know, I collect the vintage cars. Mm-hmm. A lady hit him in one of my cars. Yeah. They towed it out. Whew. You know, the first thing I said, when he called me, you called me, not somebody else right. telling me right. that's a different call. Right. The fact that he called me and said, Dad, I've been in an accident. It wasn't his fault. Right. Lady made a left turn, hit him. Right. I was like, you know what? End of the day. It's just things. Right. And, yeah. and that's really that's really all that matters. So yeah. you, you just helped me out a lot. It ain't nothing but a house. Listen. But damn. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, man, when you start thinking about the revenue, like short term leasing in comparison to uh, you know, month to month leasing, like I, I've seen different perspectives. Boy. But man, like I, I looked at nobody. my app, I looked at my app before I got here and, and off just two properties, man. We talking about almost five figures. You know, and, and, and the rent form, I mean, Ain't it's no like, yeah, exactly. So I, I, you start thinking about those numbers. I would, put a per- I would not put a person in there to stay when I got somebody in there to stay every day. Exactly. And then, and then you could always create the demand based on the price. Yes. You know, so if, if it's not getting booked enough, lower the price down. a little bit. <laughs> right. I have and then that. people go on, you know, they're going to rush to it. Right. Because they, you know, they're coming to Atlanta. That's right. happening. Right. The only question is where are they coming to? And where they're going to stay. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So. All right, I let's mean, probably man. into another one real quick. You okay. mentioned cars. You on Toro or what you doing? Yeah, yeah. So we uh, we we definitely have uh, Toro going. But uh, to be honest, man, I like I like like leasing the Beamer we were talking about for a few hours for like a video or photo. Do you really, man? I would oh, prefer I to get do that. that. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I would prefer to do that yeah. all day because uh, like I got a car right now. <laughs> it's in the body shop right now because we got an accident. Somebody you know, else. and that's just another thing. Like it just it's just a part of the game. It's a part of the process. So what? So wait a minute. What kind of insurance do you have to have? Where? Because I ain't gonna lie to you. When my son told him my car, me and, him, me and him had to have a little talk. All right, this is how you answer these questions. If they ask you this, you you wasn't on the way here. Right. Uh, I was behind you. You know. Right. What kind of insurance you got where somebody else can drive mm-hmm. it, and if they get into a wreck, you still okay? Is yeah. Scoop so high? so it's two different ways. If it's a personal rental, then the, the, they can have insurance. You could just have their insurance cover it while they're driving it, and just verify that's what they did. You can have them pay for insurance through your company. Right. Or if you're written through something like Toro, Toro have insurance. They got the company have insurance. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about the way you're doing yours. You actually are giving a person the keys Mm-mm. to the. Oh, no. I would have like an assistant take the car to wherever the actual shoot is going. And then they'll just sit on top of it. No, no. I get that because my car has been featured in, in, a, in a couple of videos. Mm-hmm. I saw that. I get, you I saw, saw that? that? Yeah, What's her name? Autumn yeah, Morini, yeah. I think. It was like a pop video or something. Yeah. The yellow Mustang. Yeah. I saw that. That's uh, Autumn I think her name is Autumn. I, I can't remember the artist, but I definitely. But yeah, she's hot. She would kill me right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. we put it at the bottom of the screen. Shout out. Appreciate you using the car. But no, I get that part. But I'm talking about. I thought you let people drive. You said oh, one no. of the ones that somebody wrecked. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. But they rented it off the app. You know, so I was just saying, I, I don't, I don't like the app as much okay. because of stuff like, like that. that. I got you, you know, okay. and I would just prefer to get, get vehicles that people would love for like a, a video shoot or a music Stage. shoot. Because first of all, those types of vehicles personally are the ones I would like to drive. Right, right. Sure. But if it's cool enough to be in a video, then it's probably cool enough for me to drive around all day. Right? Gotcha. So, so I prefer those <laughs> when it comes to cars. And and outside of that, man, properties are much better to run out because you can't drive away in them. 
That's right. <laughs> so let's talk about this journey. Now we went right. to the end. We got your we got your company. You up and running. You got a few things. Any mm-hmm. of my left out that you want to? Man, nah, we good. Okay, we, we good. good. Yeah, so many, right. man. I'm so proud of you. So, Thank you, man. how do you go from robbing? And... <laughs> <laughs> okay, how do you, you go good, from being good, a juvenile that's in a little trouble? Yeah, for sure. What's statistic. your first a statistic? I'm so glad you didn't become one. Oh, man, listen. Um, to what's your what was your first? introduction to entrepreneurship to say, look, this need, this can replace that. Man, listen. Well, first of all, entrepreneurship didn't replace it, man. My okay. family did it for me. Like when I, when I actually went, had that happen, like, the, but the idea that my family had about me was this guy, super smart, this guy, you know, top of his class, you know, he's going somewhere. We don't know how, where, what he's going to do, but it's going to be something uh, great that's come from from uh from from me at least that was the perception that i understand now gotcha uh but after i got arrested you know i was probably in there for like a week and then i got out man my family it was almost like the only way i can describe this experience was like being at my own funeral being a fly on the wall at my own funeral because i got to see everybody's emotions when they thought that my world was coming to an end got you you know like like and and it was surprised me because i didn't know everybody cared they cared that much it's like my life was in in my from my perspective so terrible that nobody could possibly care everybody i didn't i didn't care at that time i know this might sound crazy now i didn't care if i lived or died like that's just where i was at right so, I mean, in order to really, really, like, survive in that state, you kind of got to come to that, to yeah, come to those terms, yeah, right? Yeah. So, so when I had that experience and then I seen all the people I care about get so emotional, it changed me. Gotcha. I knew, I said, okay, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't, I, I, I can't do this no more. So your family I have shook to, you out of it. I have to, I have to switch it up. I have to do something different. And what was your first switch up? Well, uh, first I, I got into cars. Like I tried to buy and sell cars, you know, just because, you know, I knew about the auction. One of my homies was pretty decent with cars. Okay. So I was like, hey, if it's something wrong with it, you'll know. And if it is something <laughs> wrong with it, I hope you can fix it. Right. That didn't work out for the long term. But, you know, you know, I got it. I got a car. You know, we I actually had another friend who owned a lot because I was good at networking. I put it on his lot and the car was sitting there on his lot. And it was so crazy how this happened. We were doing music while we was in doing our, you know, uh, other business right. before. <laughs> okay. And uh, I connected with this guy on social media because he was a videographer. Okay. And I just added him. I never contacted him because life just didn't happen, didn't work out that way. And he ended up posting about network marketing on his social media. And that's how you got introduced. And that's how that guy I'm talking about was Brandon Stringer, right? So I ended up shout connecting out to Brandon with Brandon Stringer. Yeah, shout out to Brandon. I ended up connecting <laughs> with Brandon uh, through social media, and he told me about network marketing, and, and I. I, I said, man, listen, I could use that. I could, I could get involved in that. So y'all got involved in Wake Up Now. We did. I remember that. We did. We did. I, it was another company before that, okay. but it was very short-lived. And okay. he tricked me into joining Wake Up Now. <laughs> but I, I'll, I'll spare you. Aren't, aren't you glad? Yeah. Oh, man. Ultimately? Yeah. I, mean, I, 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 I always never, joke about him. Like, I never, I don't remember what I was doing at the time. I never got in Wake Up Now. Right. Because I always had a little personal thing that if the name of the company sounded like a verb, Okay. <laughs> like, Man, I, I, that's, I, I, that's what kept you away from all that money? <laughs> what kept you away, <laughs> that's what kept you away from the bag? What kept you away it. from wake up? When I hear companies like Disrupt. Oh, yeah. Wake up now. Yeah. I'm like, uh, it just sound like, you know, I, I, I know that sounds crazy. Yeah. But the name just was like sounding crazy. I but get it. You, we, but the money was serious. Listen, man, I was, we didn't even know what we were doing. 
Like we took the trainings, like what you, you what you're providing for the people on the back end of being successful. Right. So we were just ignorant and on fire. Right. We were we were doing things that I think now is a lot more uh, acceptable within the space. Like like what we're doing, content yep. and social media. It wasn't popular. Pop- that, that, that not pop- Man, it didn't even exist. It got, yeah. I've never seen like it. It was just a thing where, like I said, Brandon was a videographer. So it made sense in his mind. Content is what he that's what he does. That's what you do. So so he turned on the camera and I'm just thinking, like, what are we doing with this? He like, hey man, we just gonna talk. We're gonna put it on YouTube. And I'm thinking, okay. And that's, and that's what I'm and man, listen, that YouTube channel got a million hits. A million. A million hits. A million hits, bro. What was your what was your biggest month in Wake Up Now? My biggest month, my biggest month was I think I had a twenty thousand dollar month. Twenty thousand dollar month. Twenty thousand dollar consistent between and, I mean between, between him and I. Yeah, and you know what's so funny? Back then I was so team oriented, man, I didn't even care about my own personal money. I used to count how much money we made. Right. It was like, bro, we were roommates. So it was like, yo, you're making, collectively making 50K a month. That's what I used to that's tell just, myself. That's crazy. Because I was a team player. That like, his whole crazy. team was my downline in my mind. Right, right. Everybody winning. Everybody. Everybody winning. Everybody. What so personally, you, it was like 20 a month for me. Let me clear this up real quick. Shoot. I don't want young entrepreneurs to think that they should jump out there and try to do a lot of stuff. For sure. You know Absolutely what I'm saying? Because that's, that's a lot of mistakes. Because the internet can have people thinking, I yeah. can do this, I can do that, I can do this, I For can do sure. that, I can do this. So we ran down your brands, but I yeah. want them to understand you got good at one thing Man, first. listen, I, my, my, uh, my credit business became a seven-figure business before I started any of the other ones. Got you. Right? So that's important that's to understand. That's important. And I want people to understand, like, yeah. shut you know, he's doing it, yeah, For but sure. after putting his foot into yeah, something. Yeah, the rental sharks didn't exist. Uh, I, I mined crypto as well. I didn't mention that, but that didn't exist. Ecom, that didn't exist. None of this stuff was was happening at all. Right. You know, I focused in on credit. I focused in on helping people get funding. And, you know, after that became a situation where, you know what, I got enough cash reserves to do something that won't interrupt the flow of this business. That, and right. that's what I did. And and I don't even have to run the day-to-day operations with those. You know, I think a lot of people wear the hat of so many different uh, ventures that none, none of, of it, work. none of them work, none right? Them work. So, so my other businesses, I have managers, I have a personal assistant, I have executive assistants, yep. I have people in place who spend their time handling that business. Gotcha. So I don't have to. My day-to-day still... I'm focused on the company that I'm talking about primarily. Right. And and the re- and and that company is the reason why you got these. Exactly. And so, I try to tell entrepreneurs yeah. that, man. Yeah. I'm like, if you think I'm sitting around here running Bean Acres, um, running my day-to-day business, teaching speakers how to speak, doing all this, it's because I did one thing good first. Right. Yeah, man. You have to establish a foundation. How to, how to make their money grow first. Yeah. Now, the money that you make can give you some hands-off opportunities that right. bring you more money. I just want to make right. sure we clear that up for these entrepreneurs who think they can go out there and be you tomorrow. Absolutely. And then, and and to and to double down on what you're saying, the experience and the the experience that I gained from my biz, my primary business gave me the insight I needed to operate these other situations right. hands free. Right. Because if I didn't really understand how to do what I'm doing and what pieces are essential for this to scale and grow then i would have no idea how to put this in place and not worry about it right right that's like dope. like that's that's, that's that's super important that's dope so before we go we talked about the end where you mm-hmm. are now we talked about the beginning mm-hmm. how do you parlay out of the mlm space 
and become a traditional business owner. And man. I'm gonna tell you this real quick. For I'm sure. gonna tell you when. I'm gonna tell you when I was like, I love this guy, man. Yeah, shoot. You, you, and you don't have it anymore. But I saw you buy this warehouse. Oh yeah. Downtown. Yeah, yeah. I was like, hold yeah. on. You was up in the parking lot on the top. This yeah. And that, shooting videos. I'm like, how'd you get into For commercial sure. real estate? Man, listen. What? How did that deal oh, come across? It was just so. It was just happenstance, man. So I had a couple of associates come to me, and basically the the property manager was actually having issues with the owners at the time and she was doing all the operations like okay i'm looking at i'm looking at the books i'm looking at the events i'm looking at the numbers i'm looking at everything and i'm thinking you run you this is all you like you just got somebody over over like just looking over your shoulder telling you what you can and can't, can't do, do. Gotcha. but you pretty much you got it you right. got it covered and uh, it was an opportunity that presented itself and uh, I, I, was, I was trying to come in as the money man. And it didn't work out mm-hmm. uh, simply because that same partner, you know, once was empowered to, like, got the big head. Gotcha. You know, so okay. it, yeah. it turned it into something that it didn't have to. But, man, that experience is single-handedly responsible for the success that I was able to have on the back end. Because before that, I've, I've worked with a lot of people mm-hmm. in, like, very close capacities. But I never had people working for me. Until mm. that opportunity, mm. right? That opportunity, I always had this anxiety about having people work for me because at that point I felt like I'm responsible for these people. That's gotcha. right. Yeah. I've oh. always and that's that's, that's pressure. <laughs> Listen, yeah. I could always take care of myself. Right. I know that if but, anybody gonna make sure I'm straight, it's me. Right. And if everything, if anything goes wrong, there's so, ramen. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I can <laughs> always go back to ramen <laughs> if everything goes. That's right. Down. But when you have other people depending on you, it, the, the, the dynamics changes. Right. And that. That that warehouse situation was it was so massive that it was impossible for me to work that situation without bringing people on. Yeah, yeah. And I brought on a good amount of people. I brought on people that loved me. I brought on people that I didn't know. I brought on a lot of people, mm. and it was all happening so fast. And I realized, wait a minute, people aren't as difficult as I probably would be if I worked for me, right? Gotcha. Like, right. And that, that was what sense. I was doing. Like I was, I used to. I used to think about if I hire somebody, then I have to have them do as well as I'm doing. And the reality was that wasn't a reality. That's a good tip. And once and That's once I learned that, I started feeling a lot more comfortable with having people work with me. And I knew that whatever expectations they were having based on societal standard, I could not only meet but exceed. Gotcha. Gotcha. And that and that changed everything. Like literally, I went from that property. Soon as that didn't work out, like man, I was operating. Like I lost so much money doing with that situation. <laughs> I got you, but Listen, the good news is, it's, it's part the, of the journey. On the, on the back, back end, end oh my gosh, back, yeah. I took I took the credit that I had available. Gotcha. And this is the reason why this this like what I'm talking about. It really it really. It changed everything for me. And that's the reason why I teach people like, listen, if you can secure funding, you can do anything because I literally took other people's money and built a seven figure business in less than a year. Right. What so the hell am I doing using my own money? Shay? Man, listen, uh, you well, working back with you yet, man. Uh, look, we here now. <laughs> we here now. Right. And like literally, that's my own pocket. That's that's exact. That's the man. Listen, you understand it. But I don't think I don't think you've maximized on it just in the in the untraditional because it's very untraditional some of the things that i'm doing if you walk into a place or if you walk into a traditional way of doing things they don't talk about this stuff got you right like i'm teaching people okay look listen if somebody's willing to give you let's say a hundred thousand hundred fifty thousand two hundred thousand 
as a loan in any capacity. Like you could think about a mortgage, you could think about whatever you want to do loan, with it. You could think about you could think about all of these different ways of of accumulating money from different financial institutions. And then the best idea that they taught us was, oh, I'm willing to give you 150, but you got to go buy a house and live in it. Right. Or I'm right. willing to give you 50,000, but you got to go buy a personal car and drive it. Gotcha. Or I'm willing to give you 40,000 in credit cards, but you got to swipe it for things that you want and not need. need. Right? Right. Right, right, right. Or, right. or you, you, that's the mind frame we have. But if you think about it, I just named a bunch of credit products or just different things that the average person can get. And if they switch the way they think about it, they could do almost anything because there's enough leverage to make millions. So is it a course? Is it a consultation? I, I do have a course. You I do have, have a course. course. Okay. Yep. All right. I do have a course. Becomeacreditshark.com. Okay. Throw that out there. <laughs> you can become a credit shark. Like, I'm teaching people everything because that's just how I. That's just how I'm wired. Got it's you. like I know something. I, I provide it as a service. Me providing it as a service, it is much more expensive right. than if you just learned it and used the principles for yourself. But but, or, or, but we can't see you to do it. In other words, is it is it a done for you or yeah, do it absolutely. yourself? Absolutely, absolutely. It's okay. both, right? Okay. We have both. If you go to CreditSharks.com, then you're hiring myself. You're hiring my team. We're working on your behalf. So whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, you got us. Like we're your team, right? Gotcha. Like we're working on your situation. But become a credit shark. You're becoming one of us. You're understanding what we understand. You're learning the principles, the mindset. You and you can enact them for yourself and for the people around you. Gotcha. Right. So. That's where the money comes. That's where the power is. Like once I understood, look, I can get a hundred thousand dollars, like a hundred thousand dollars that's not attached to anything. It's unsecured. Like when I just say unsecured, when I say unsecured finance, most people have no clue what I'm talking about. Right. It's not yeah. secured that's by good, any no asset collateral. or it's no collateral at, at all. all. Right. That means if I lose, I'm Donald Trump. <laughs> right ass out right right yeah. uh, basically donald trump filed for bankruptcy and everybody said oh donald trump broke but he's still a billionaire yeah. how yeah basically because whatever he's filing bankruptcy on is it's no collateral no collateral it's uncollateralized gotcha. that means that he's not losing his house he's not losing his car gotcha. he's not losing nothing his helicopter yeah. there's nothing attached to it gotcha. it's just dead on paper and y'all that's y'all loss right right so if you think about it that's how that's how billionaires move that's how billionaires think if billionaires think like that, then why are we afraid to take on debt to grow ourselves? What are we what are we afraid of? <laughs> what, what is there what what could go wrong? I got you. you know, a lot of a lot of it is a miseducation on how that situation mm-hmm. plays out, depending on how you got it in the first place. Man, listen, listen, you asked me a, you asked me some questions in this interview that most people don't know about me, but I could share this. You know, on, on a, in a public forum. So normally, this is private conversation talk, right? Like the streets taught me something that I think was so invaluable, and I and, and I think that if people could understand this principle, when I used to have, when you, when I borrowed something on the street or had something fronted to me, yeah. it doesn't matter what it, it doesn't matter what it was. It could have been money. It could have been uh, something that I need. It, it doesn't matter what it was. Right. It always came at a very high interest. Yeah. Right. Yep. Like it was always like overly expensive. Yep. Right. And we would have to operate within these conditions. And that was all we knew, because those are the only people who were willing to do business with us. Right. Right. Sure. Yeah. But once I started learning what these finance companies and banks and, and different entities willing to offer me and the interest rates they'll give me if I just had my paperwork in order. Man, I was like, this is a joke. <laughs> hey, to the street knowledge. This is a probably, joke yeah. because yeah. it's yeah. like, yo, I would have to pay 
so much more, more out here. Out here. Yeah. And you guys, like, I'll give you a real life example. Like, uh, this is, this, this, you know, I don't want to overshare. But man, I borrowed one time, one time, right? This is on my. This is this is when I was first getting involved when the when I was first learning this stuff. So I, I used twenty five thousand on a personal credit card, and the minimum payment was around I think four hundred something dollars. Okay. And then I just did the math, right? If somebody let me borrow twenty five thousand. And they said, look, listen, as long as you bring me $400 a month, we good. <laughs> I was like, whoa, hold up now. Because I wasn't thinking about the, the bank or the credit card or all this stuff. I was thinking about this scenario. If somebody let me borrow $25,000, what can I do with the $25,000 if I only had to get them $400? And my wheels started clicking. And then I realized, wait a minute, my, my credit isn't even optimized right i don't have the absolute best credit situation i've just got a good credit situation so if it was better it'll be even less i said wait wait a minute so if i borrowed a million dollars what would they want how much would they want for me? And, right and, maybe, and, maybe and, and that's when i realized you know what it's easier to borrow a million dollars than it is to make a million so if i and, and once you borrow a million it's easier to make two million if you have one than it is to make one million if you have nothing and when I came to that conclusion, I said, you know what? I know what to do. <laughs> All I got to do is just explain this to people. And that's my business. Why and do I have to do anything doing. else? And that's what you're killing. It's working out. Well, hey, man. Shaq Wiggins is in the building. Y'all follow him. Y'all get with him. Y'all support him. He knows what he's talking about. That's yeah. been crystal clear here on the podcast. I got one more question for you before shoot, you go. Shoot. Why you ask me about this gorilla? All right. So let me. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on with the gorilla? All right, so look, this final segment, I hate to interrupt, but we got to take a break. I got to pay some bills. This segment was sponsored by the Instincts Training Series. Do you guys know you are the highest form of intelligence watching this video? That means you're a human being. Well, God created other animals as well. There are millions of other species, and I teach you how to tap into your instincts by using what God gave them and their survival mechanisms so you can reach your full potential. Do me a big favor. Visit brianenbean.com. That's brianenbean.com for a glimpse and a free keynote into our instincts training series. And I'll see you guys on the other side. Now enjoy the rest of the episode. It's sponsored by the instincts. It's called the instincts podcast. Okay. So my instincts training series, I teach animals. Right. I don't teach animals. I teach people how animals behave in their habitat. Right. Right. So the silverback, he's like the king of confrontation. So I use the different, like, 10 different traits that he'll use. For sure. His children try to kill him. His parents can try to kill him. Brothers and sisters try to kill him. It's, it's rough for a silverback, right? For sure. So I teach people how to navigate life using a silverback philosophy. Mm. Well, we got into an argument the other day, and I also teach on the grizzly bear. I teach on the praying mantis. I teach on the jaguar. I teach on the honeybee. A lot of things. For sure. We got an argument about the silver bear versus the grizzly bear. Silverback. The silverback. Grizzly versus bear. the grizzly bear. Got you. Who okay. you got? I'm going. I'm going with the. I'm going with the. I'm going with the gorilla. I'm going with the gorilla, man. I, I'm. I'm trying to get people to understand. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. A bear. A bear doesn't have as much mobility, Dexter, mobility like, and dexterity. Yeah, he. he and, and 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 then you know, I think my boy. I think my boy vegan too, ain't he? <laughs> he the strong. Yeah, he's vegan. Yeah, he's he vegan. Only eats green. Yeah, he's vegan too. I, I, so I'm just trying to make sure to that be. the people that come on the podcast know the animals. Yeah, right? yeah, you for sure. You can't come to the Instincts podcast and give it to the grizzly bear. Leave your, leave your marks in the I comments. Mean, I mean, they made King Kong. They didn't make King Grizzly. <laughs> I'm just saying. 
for a reason. Yeah. Hey, man, this is Shaq Wiggins. Proud of you, man. Hey, man, thank you, man. Keep I up the good appreciate work, Appreciate you for having me. Y'all Seriously. follow him on all the platforms. Go support his stuff. I need to come see you myself. Come to the office, man. You, you know what I'm saying? Build like these 20 acres and somebody else can do it. Hey, man, listen, I'm following your lead, man. <laughs> I was looking at 110 acres somewhere down the street. I'm like, man... 110? I was like, I don't know. That might be it. That's a lot. Yeah, that's we got to build a subdivision on yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Hey, it, it, was, it was cleared for an airport. Oh, yeah. yeah as it? a matter of fact, that's the one you sent me. I was looking at it. I'm like, I called them. I'm like, hey, man, y'all could build an airport on this. <laughs> <laughs> Think about me in an airport. The I way just, we rolling, we need to get ready for it. Man, for sure. For hey, sure. man. Thank you for having me. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Monetize your message. Remember, guys, remember, man, your story belongs to you, but your message belongs to the world. This man is living proof that you can turn tribulations into celebrations. I promise you, man, it's a great day to change lives. We appreciate it, man. Much for sure. Love. All right. That was nice. Ah, super dope. Man, you dope, boy. Man, you had me sharing stuff that I ain't, I ain't <laughs> never shared publicly. <laughs> Wait, what? Man, listen. My hey. mom was like, you, like, literally, I went to trial for, for my situation uh, a few days before the launch. Really? Listen. And, you was <laughs> and, and I took a plea. I was supposed to go do time. You, took, you, you went ahead and took a plea? I took it? a plea. I took a plea for, for when I was a kid because it was giving me the first offenders. First, first offenders, and then it was like, I'm not going to battle this because it's a possibility I'm going to do 10 years. No, oh, no. Nah, nah, and uh, so I took I took a plea for some time. Yeah. And uh, literally, my attorney walked up to the judge and like she, I've already accepted the time. Right. My, my attorney walked to the judge, which was like. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My, my, my attorney, my attorney uh, showed the judge what I was doing in network marketing. And she really? took all the time off the table. Really? Where to God. It was crazy. Man, that's sick. I was like, yo.